What's going on, Badger fans? We're going to sound the cannons. This one is a big commit for the Badgers, for Luke Fickle, for Trestle. Uh, let's talk about it. A big show today, a fun show today on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. Uh, big commitment today. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring Justin in. Uh, Justin is, as always, ready and willing to talk about the good news here. Uh, let's sound the cannons, Justin. This is a one we've been waiting on for a while. Let's get into it. Fire the recruiting cannons. Another one is headed to Madison on Wisconsin. Okay, so fire the let's recruiting set. cannons. Oh, it's looping. I gotta Another fix this. Another one is headed to Madison. Although, on Wisconsin. I did that last show too. Doggone it. Um, let's let's set the basics here. Anelu Lafayette. I believe I got the pronunciation right. Coming out of Honolulu, Hawaii, East St. Louis, powerhouse high school program. There commits to the Badgers. Two four seven four star. He is a high composite three star. Six three two twenty five outside linebacker. Offers from Tennessee was in there, Notre Dame was in there, Washington, several schools. This is a big time get for the Badgers. Justin, let's go. Oh, Justin's pausing. No, I can't hear you, Justin. I get nothing from Justin. You got anything from me? Now I do. All right, there we go. It's the weird. Host, the host has unmuted your mic. That was weird. I'm going to say that's my fault. Yeah, I, I, I'm not the host, so I would say so. Um, all right, let's all right. go. I, I really like this kid. Um, people who have compared him to Herbig, I can see it. Um, I think he's a little bigger, a little more compact. Um, maybe doesn't quite have quite the same burst that Herbig had, but it's very similar. Um, he's just a playmaker. This is a kid that runs around with his hair on fire and really plays with a very high-level motor. And he's athletic and fast. So this is a kid that he's he's a little different. I actually really like the, the linebacker class, and I know you have thoughts on that in the next segment here, but I really like the athletes that they're bringing in in this group. Um, they they really – one of the big things you look at, there's a lot of mobility, and that's one of the big – things that I look at with Lafayette where you look at him and watch him play. He just moves so well. This is a guy in space that is just a heat sinking missile out there. So I really like the way he moves on the field. He's aggressive. He he follows through on his mistakes, which it's one of those things you talk about with coaches where they're like, if you're going to make the wrong move, you really make the wrong move and just mm -hmm. follow through on it because something good might happen still. Um, He's one of those dudes that you could see making the wrong read, but still making a play on the ball. Um, and not to say that he does that, but but he's one of those guys that has that level of athleticism and aggressiveness where he could make some things play out. Another one of those guys that did that was uh, Chanel, where you'd watch him and he would just – he didn't necessarily do the right thing, but he did it so aggressively it didn't matter. You know, if you do the wrong thing with enough violence in football, it, <laughs> exactly. things still tend to work out okay, right? Yes. And that was Chanel half – I mean, not, not yeah. half the time. He obviously had football instincts as well. Yeah. But uh, listen, listen, I've said this before on the show, but now that this is official, I can really expound on this. One of my favorite things with <laughs> um, Lafayette's recruitment and commitment is the fact that all these, these 
coaches that we hold in such high esteem from Jim Leonard to Bobby April to Luke Fickle to Mike Tressel, all of them wanted this dude, yeah. right? This is not a Luke Fickle staff guy. This has been a guy that Bobby April wanted. And we, Bobby April was a great recruiter, a great evaluator. This is a guy that Jim Leonard wanted. We all know him. This is a guy that Fickle and Tressel wanted. And you put, when you say all of these guys want somebody, that tells you right there, yeah, I, I think we can all buy in on this. There's there's no difference of opinion here. Um, and then from a modern football standpoint, like, again, we, we've talked about Heiberger kind of fitting into a modern football standpoint, bigger, longer, rangier. Lafayette in space is incredible. Instinctive, mm-hmm. fast, great get-off, like you said. Like I said, I agree with you. I don't think he has – I don't think he quite has Herbig's get-off, but he has a little more bulk yeah. coming out. Yes, of he does. He's, he's, he's probably going to be a guy who can comfortably carry 235, might even get to 240. He's got a little more length, which is a big deal. And yeah, the, uh, the, the other thing I'll say with this is you look at these guys and you talk about the, all the coaches that wanted to have him and they want him for different reasons. And I think that speaks volumes to his skill set. Like when you have coaches that wanted him, like initially Wisconsin, when you had Jim Leonard's staff here, they looked at him mostly as a pass rush guy. And you look at this, I think that what we're going to see with the staff is they want a guy who can really move around in space and do some things to be a game wrecker from the standpoint of, yeah, they can rush the passer, but they're also a guy that can come down in the flat and absolutely annihilate a guy who's trying to get a bubble screen or something like that and just has that type of mobility where he can close fast and wreck plays before they start. And I think that that's what you're seeing with a guy like this. Yeah, so versatile, right? Like some of the film we were talking about, I I go back to the interview I did with John Garcia Jr., um, who's now with Rivals, who's with Sports Illustrated at the time, talking about, uh, Lafayette, and he said he just flashes every everything he does on film. It just flashes. And again, we talked about this with um, we've talked about this with Tretch. You know, we talked about this with Dupree. Certain guys, the film it, it's pretty obvious. I think, yeah. and maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe it's not, but like with him, it's pretty obvious, right? You can put him in space. He can cover those smoke screens. He can cover down the field. He can rush the passer. He can play special teams. You're getting a plus athlete at a premium defensive position. Uh, it's a huge recruiting win. You and I, or you, we had the Discord and we were talking about, and I brought it up today, where I said players that I thought could be guys that are actually going mm. to potentially see the field year one or could start. And he was a guy that I actually targeted. And people were like, oh, I don't know about him, maybe Heiberger more. And I'm like, Heiberger hasn't played the level of talent. Like the teams that he's played from a across the board from him. We're not the level of guys that Lafayette has played against. And that's a big difference to me because it's going to be such a huge step up for Heiberger. And he's got a bigger, longer frame. He's going to have to put more weight on. I like how compact Lafayette is in terms of his development. He's a guy who, listen, we knew Tretch went there. They took weightlifting very seriously at this school. And you could see it by the fact that Tretch is just a ball of muscle too, running around out there. And, when you have a guy that's that developed coming in, it's not going to be a shock to him from a physicality standpoint. He's used to seeing that day in and day out on the football field with the team that he's playing with. But not only that, he's a guy that I think is very instinctual out on the football field. And I think he's very willing to follow his instincts when it comes to playing. And that's why I see him as a guy, because from a mobility standpoint, I think that he projects better than a lot of the guys we have as edge rushers now that are kind of in that group. I think that he's a guy that could pop when they're watching him, just like Herbig did as a freshman, where it's like, God, this guy's relentless. And he's mm-hmm. so fast that guys are struggling with him on the offensive line. And I think that Lafayette could be the same way. 
he is well coached. He is well put together. He's coming from a winning program. He's bringing winning culture, winning pedigree. Uh, Badger fans, trust me when I say this, the Badgers with that Hawaii pipeline are bringing in dogs. You, you look at mm-hmm. Tretch, you looked at uh, Herbig, certainly Alafaele. They are on something there. And it, it, bringing in guys with a winning culture, it matters. They know what the expectation is. They know mm-hmm. how to work. They know how to compete. Um, it's a huge get. I want to really quickly, Mark, Michael Varney says, finally joining the chat. Love this community. Michael, thank you, my friend. Welcome to the chat. That's awesome. Um, he says, who is our next four-star in our latest line of 2024 recruits? We'll probably get that to that in a future show. We'll talk about kind of where we're at and reset the board. But, Michael, yeah. I did want to – I saw your comment. did want to say thank you for jumping in. Justin, I want to finish this segment here really quick with you, – you mentioned the, the, the freshman from this class that you think could either play or start. I think start maybe, but let's say play a significant role. Yeah. Who, who are yeah, I think he'd guys? be a pass rusher guy. I, I, a guard or – a guard is a guy I, I think the world of. I would not be shocked in the slightest to see him out there um, as, a, as a starter, as a freshman. And it was one of the things that was amusing. Um, you know, we all are on various recruiting sites. We follow and stuff. And I, I, Evan Flood, I'm going to call you out a little bit here and say that he mentioned that a guard is a guy who he was shocked wasn't wasn't ranked higher. And I agree with that. I, I look at his film and I'm like, this is a four-star corner. Like, I've watched the film. There is a distinguishable difference between watching him and some of the other guys that we've seen that are high three-stars where just the way that he hangs on a, a receiver is just – completely different like you look at it and those offers were legitimate with him yeah there's a lot of places he could have gone i I don't mean to cut you off i have to take a quick break here but he's the first one that jumps out in your head in Mm -hmm. terms of could play this year from this cycle no next year from this cycle and dupree is the other one he's a guy i look at that as like I, I would be absolutely shocked if he does not see substantial playing time. He's well, let's finish that conversation season. after the break. Cause I want to, yeah. I have a couple other ones that I think are interesting. We're going to come back to that after the break, continue talking Lafayette and get your comments. This is a big recruiting win for the Badgers. But first I want to take a quick break for our friends of the show. Um, our good friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. It is the place we go to for all of our, all of our betting needs. Um, FanDuel, again, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just $20. bucks. you will land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You can't beat it. Plus, the app is safe, secure, easy to use. We've talked about those other apps. It takes forever and countless phone calls to get your winnings. That's not the case with FanDuel. You win, you get paid fast, simple, and easy. Plus, we've talked about their futures badger odds on FanDuel. Plus 1,900 undefeated season. Again, like it probably won't happen. But when you look at the schedule and you get plus 1,900 on FanDuel, I'm putting some money on that because the only terrifying game is Ohio State. If they get by Ohio State, they could run the table in the regular season. And then you have that 10 bucks in FanDuel on that plus 1,900 odds. I'm telling you, I've got 10 bucks there. So go to FanDuel.com uh, slash on, Get your $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. It's what I use. You will not regret it. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day. I want to take a quick second again to say thank you to everybody tuning in in this live chat. Really do appreciate it. Let's get Justin back in here. Let's keep talking about the, the big recruiting win for the Badgers. Let's also finish our conversation really quickly. In the chat, let us know as well. Our last segment's all going to be your comments. We're going to see if we can get Justin not to do a 30-minute expose on every comment <laughs> and get through, get through a couple of them. Um, but I want to finish that conversation. Who else do you think from this current freshman class could play a significant role next year? You mentioned Agard. You mentioned Dupree. Anyone else that's sticking out to you? You, you also mentioned Lafayette. Sorry. Yeah, I it, some of the positions get a little tough. I mean, I think we can all agree that offensive line is just a position that it just doesn't happen. Like, you have to be a mm-hmm. transcendent level talent. And even those guys typically require a redshirt year, and then they're off and running. Um, very infrequently do we see somebody. Travis Frederick is the last one, I think. Was he was he redshirt? He or was started he, as a true freshman. Yeah, he's, freshman. He played as a true freshman, he, yeah. He's the last one that I can remember that, that did it and was just a monster. And then, like you said, he's the most bear-like human that, that Russell Wilson ever saw. And yeah. that, that was legit. Like he That's was a great quote from Russell. A physical monster at center. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at some of the guys, I, I think the safety – Prescott, I'm not sure if as a guy, pro- I think he's going to take a year. Like when you look at corners or, or secondary guys who are going to be kind of running the show in the secondary, I feel like those are guys that really need to know the defense in and out. So it's 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 a big ask to have one of those guys come in and be able to make the checks on the back end. Um, uh, I know Brent you brought Steck, up, yeah, Steck, Steck was a guy out there because he's physically developed, and that's a position that, quite frankly, um, it it doesn't have a lot of proven performers in it right now. Yeah, I think here, but I, I think that's fair. I think you look at it. He is a guy from a skill set standpoint. I think there's some projection there where you could say, yeah, it could happen. Um, you kind of, I look at him, and the one thing I'd say is, is, can he learn the offense well enough to be able to ad lib on the go and be able to do it? Um, he's a guy that probably, from a physical standpoint, from a tool standpoint, I think is capable of it. It's a bigger question to me is mentally, does it click? Well, and part of it is, and this is, we talked about this with Tretch, right? I had someone, we talked both about the competition Tretch faces. You're a little more bullish yeah. on him playing this year than I am. We had a guy who said, he's playing this year. What are you, basically, what are you idiots talking about? He didn't use the word idiots. <laughs> um, but one of my big so, points was. Phil Longo? Phil Longo's in the chat. <laughs> Phil Longo's in the chat. One of my big points, though, is getting into spring early. Like, enrolling yeah. early helps. And Lafayette, um, I think, is enrolling early. That's something D. Miller said here. We'll be graduating high yeah. school early, participating in spring ball. That's a huge deal. Like that's a Lego low key. There's a ton of guys that are coming in early Mm -hmm. from this class. And that's very important to get these guys in and ready to roll. And I think there's, there's some guys in this group that for sure could be difference makers. (coughs) Excuse me. Harper could be a guy, (coughs) excuse me, who I think plays special teams. I think he's a special athlete. (laughs) We don't have a lot of guys with his kind of speed and physicality from a size standpoint to put out there. He, I could see him being in punt returns or kick returns Mm -hmm. right off the bat. I could see, some of these other guys that we have too. There's some athleticism and twitch coming in that we just don't normally have yeah. that, that they've done a great job recruiting. Speaking um, of athleticism and twitch, Ryan Bliss says Kyneberry Johnson has to see the field next year across from Tretch. Uh, it's just, there's so many bots. There's a, there's a chance we lose basically no receivers next. I mean, it won't happen. There's so a chance if the offense is really good that we lose more than we're expecting though. It's yeah, safe. for sure. And somebody's going to transfer, right? Like, we know how this goes. If you go through a year and certain people don't play, people are going to leave. That is the nature of college football now. But it should still be an incredibly deep spot next year. I don't know if KBJ gets a role, especially if, let's say, Tretch, you're still going to have Pauling. 
You're gonna have Tretch. Yeah, I, I think Tretch is more ready to play, and that's where I that's where I differentiate between Kai and Barry Johnson is that Tretch is probably a solid 175, borderline 180. Like he's a stocky, short guy. I don't know if Kai and Barry Johnson is probably 160 pounds. Like he's he's a smallish guy out there. It's there's a lot of correlation there to uh, the Badger receiver who is the kick returner. Um. That went to Rutgers. Oh, why can't I not think? Oh, Crookshank. Crookshank. Where, where he's he's bigger than that. Yeah, but he's, he's not. Big. He's not like a super developed guy, and I think mm. that that's going to play somewhat of a bit of a role for him. Because listen, when you're in the slot, one of the things that you don't like to see is a linebacker coming downhill on that on that screen that just absolutely snaps you in two. And that's where you have like a guy like Tretch that's a little bit thicker and a little bit more ready to take a beating on a play like that where I see the difference. Um, I love them both. I think they both are going to have a huge time here. Like I, there's a reason why I'm talking about trenches here. I think that he's physically special for a slot receiver that I think is a guy that can do some things. I think Kyenberry Johnson is a guy that actually projects more than just the slot because of his ability to go up and get the ball. But I think it's, this room is so loaded with people that it's, it's going to be tough, especially yeah, right. on the outside. Ryan Eller's a great friend of the show. Obviously, Ryan's a great dude uh, over at Badger Notes. Go check out what he's doing as well. Says yeah. he was 100. Crookshank was 125 soaking wet. That's probably with, accurate. That's with ankle weights. He was 125 <laughs> yeah. with ankle weights. CJ Abbott chimes in. He was way too small. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, but he wasn't too small to be a gadget guy. That's what yeah. we always harped on. He wasn't too small to get five, four random touches, but random touches that could explode a game in a certain mm-hmm. way. Um, let, I wanted to finish up in this segment with the linebackers. We haven't even touched on them, yeah. but just quickly for a couple minutes, because I want the, the last section to really be y'all's comments, the community's thoughts. So I want to save time for that. But linebacker recruiting this year, obviously Lafayette coming in. You have Heiberger out of South Dakota. You have Landon Gothier from in-state. I really like this group. I think Gothier is kind of the high floor, but really disciplined, physical player, really hits people hard. Heiberger is a, a monster upside athlete. I'm higher on, on Gauthier than you as an athlete. I actually mm-hmm. really like his athleticism. Okay. Uh, there's people that, that compare him to Chanel. He's not that level. He's like, not that. Is, <laughs> Chanel, Chanel is a freak show. He's a – he is a – if you went – like I said, when they saw the – was it the RAS score for, for the draft? Yeah, real, he, real he, was like, he was like number three in like ever for linebackers in like the last 25 or 30 years or whatever. That is – beyond freakish mm-hmm. um Gauthier, i think has a chance to be a plus athlete at the inside linebacker position and i think he's gonna have good size for it i actually think he moves really well um i just don't think that a guy like that's gonna be necessarily ready to play day one but he's a guy that like i could see by after his redshirt year being sprinkled into the two deep for sure mm-hmm. um Heiberger, i think if you can get 15 20 pounds on him I really like what he could do out on the field. Like he's a guy with yeah. his length and his burst that is going to really frustrate some guys because Let's he's pause. got. The speed oh, sorry, board. sorry. No, I want you to finish your point. Sorry, but I wanted to pause on Heiberger. Yeah, he, so, he's a he's a big deal. I, I of the guys, he's got the most upside at this position because mm-hmm. he's he's most untapped out of the guys at that position. He's got so, more physical development. He's we haven't seen him against high level teams, so you really don't know what to expect with him compared to the other guys. I would argue he has maybe the highest upside out of anybody on this defensive class. Now, now whether you get there or not, I don't know. But who, who would you a, compare him to as a former Badger guy? 
nobody. We listen, we haven't had here's the thing. We've had great outside linebackers. I don't want to speak in hyperbole. I'm just talking in terms of if I'm talking if everything comes together. Okay. I got a name for you. He's got a 38-inch vertical as a 6'4 guy. That that's an NBA level vertical. Okay. He's a guy who sent here are my athletic measurables to a major school in Texas, Texas Tech, I believe it was. And they're like, yes, we'll offer you on the spot just based on those athletic <laughs> measurables. If it comes together, this is like the analogy is the baseball draft just happened. This is taking the high school right-handed six foot six pitcher with a hundred mile an hour fastball that he can't really control it. But if it all clicks, you get a top of the line ace. That's what Heiberger is to me. His, his ball of clay is incredible. You want to know who I'll compare him to? Yeah, let's do it. Ben Ginkle. Similar. I think he's, he was he's, a he was a plus athlete and yeah. he ran like a plus athlete. He was a guy who had was explosive and had good twitch on the outside. Yeah. I, now listen, Van Ginkle. I, I wouldn't be shocked goal. if he had more in the tank yeah. than what Van Ginkle does, but I think they they project similarly in terms of the type of frame they have and athleticism. That there's there's some correlation there between the two. Um. Yeah, I can I can see. I think it's a hard comp either way because right, Van Ginkle had the like he had the frame of a werewolf, right? Like yeah. you, you just there's no there's no people like that. The, the Snowden really. of outside linebackers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I get it. Uh, anyway, let, let's take a break there because I I definitely want to I, I want to get to all the comments and we're gonna take a ten minute section just try to bang through as much of that as we can. But we'll we'll I think we'll go back to linebacker recruiting at some point as well. So we're gonna take a quick break for our friends of the show. Uh, And then we're going to turn it over to the community and just let you guys chop it up. But first, a quick break for the show and a quick second to say thank you to everybody tuning into this. Everybody's going to watch it later. Uh, Thank you so much. It's incredibly humbling, and I really, really, really do appreciate it. All right, back to the show. Let's get into this. We got Justin here. Um, Let's let's bang out some comments. Let's and let me know if you see anything too. I know you've kind of lost your ability to put stuff up there when we transitioned over, but. Um, there is a bunch of comments here. Let me get to the top of this and just go. We can go. Ryan says the big kahuna. Um, here's an interesting one. Timothy Palm, 247 sports slash player rankings of the Wisconsin class across the board. Uh, you saw that, right? When you see, is it weird when you see four or five guys get slashed at the same time, including your boy? Well, I mean, I mean, on 247. Yeah, that's insane. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know what you know what happened. It actually wasn't a two four seven update. It was the update on on three being added oh, in. It? There was yes, there was some lazy scores from on three that they basically just were like, oh, two four seven gave them this. Oh, they that's got to be correct. And them getting tossed in with the same exact score dropped them. Agar got an eighty seven from them, which was the same score that he's got on two four seven, which is insane. That's so like he's he is a legit 91 92 corner to me. Like he is not close to being a fringe corner at a, as a four star. He's he's a legit dude that I think a lot of the blue bloods had he gone jumped early probably would have he probably would have been a take. Yeah. The problem is is when those rooms start to fill up, those teams start looking at it and going, who's at the top of our board for that position? And they have guys who are 6-1 who run a 4-5 four, 4-4. Four, four, and that are fluid athletes. Let's go here. Um, Ryan Eller says, I'm glad Ryan didn't make us wait for, for the bar time for the cannon blast. We're doing it early today. Listen, we're a, we're a man. By the way, I'm back in Wisconsin. I'm, I'm in the 715 up by Cumberland. I'm back in the motherland. Um, let's go. Let's get it. Maybe we'll even do a live get together, do a show at somewhere. Let's do it. 
Uh, Chip Bird said, I'm guessing Scruggs is kicking the tires on the Northwestern defensive line kids. How do you feel about Dylan uh, Dylan Johnson getting back in on him? I know you you kind of liked him, didn't love his upside potentially. I don't want to put words well, in his mouth. I like his upside if you if it depends on how you look at him as a recruit. If you're looking for him to be a guy who's going to be a, a disruptive break up the middle and, and just crush the pocket, no, I don't love him for that. If you watch his film, he doesn't he's not super disruptive in the middle. What he is is he's immovable. Like if you want to come up the middle on him, even against double teams, he does just not move when people hit him. He's squat and he's super strong. So when people try to get on him, he gets under them and they can't shift him. Mm -hmm. And that is a big deal because if you have two guys that are just have burst and ability to push from the edges, you're basically collapsing it from the sides. Like there's nothing, nothing's moving in the middle. There's no seams for you to run. Like there's, it's just, you're getting, having everything close around you. There's something to be said for that, but you'd like to have a guy that has a little bit of, you know, the Keanu Benton ability to just chuck a center and go. Hard, hard to find NFL defense alignment sometimes in the middle. Now, I will say this too. Let's not forget that you have to stop the run in the Big yeah. Ten still. Even even the teams that spread it out will try to test the middle. If you can't stop the run, they're not throwing the ball. So yeah. Michigan will destroy the inside of your, your your defensive line if you can't hold up. So a guy like that with a wrestling background. Oh, they have value for sure. Makes a ton of sense. Logan Couch says we are winning a national championship. We don't got Rajiv on this show, Logan. I don't <laughs> John Lewick says, where are you at? We're right here, John. Where are you yeah. at? Um, Lawson Newbuyer says, time for flipping some defensive line commits. So I, I want to pause on this one, Justin, because time to flip some. Are, are we – I feel like we're getting to the point where the board – Liam Andrews is now trending. Crystal balls are in for Penn State. We're at the point where they almost have to reshuffle the board. And his point of the class's beauty outside of defense line recruiting is, is correct. That's just yeah. the one fly in the ointment. It is. Um Listen, I don't know if it's necessarily flip season yet. I think there, there's something to be said for what we're going to see coming up here. There's going to be some guys who developed late, who the physical upside just suddenly blows up out of nowhere. It happens every year. A guy goes from 215 to 235 because he hit the weights hard and physically developed, and suddenly now he's just a monster. There are going to be some guys we probably do target for flips. I think they, they have some time here. Listen, I know everyone wants to see us grab the defensive line commits, but they have some time to assess things and really be judicial in how they look at this and kind of say, well, what are we really looking for in this class? What do we really want? I also think that people get too hung up on stars sometimes with the defensive line. This class that we're trying to build right now is for a year or two out. Like they need to have a couple, like if you need a couple of years of development for a guy who comes in at 225 and you have to get him to 250, 260 to be an edge rusher, fine. As long as he's got length and he has some ability to stack in the middle where he can hold up against the offensive lineman, I don't care. Like that's people get too hung up on it if you can find an athlete that has some upside. The difference is, is you're not going to find guys necessarily that are going to be ready to play day one. And that's what Michigan and Ohio State are doing right now. They're getting guys that physically are ready to walk out on the field and hold up and give you, you know, play two out of three series or one out of three or whatever, can get out on the field. We're probably going to have to take some guys that can't do that. Or they'll flip a couple guys that, mm -hmm. listen, there's going to be a few teams that probably do cough it up this year. And Wisconsin, if they have a good season, which I honestly think their schedule sets up well for it. We talked about that. We have plus recruiters. They have guys that will go out there and be like, listen, we're crushing it. Come play for us. We need guys to be ready to play next year. We have four guys leaving. Wisconsin's got room for you to come in and get snaps day one. Yeah. And that's something they have to sell. 
This is this is like two really good defensive linemen away from being just a great first class oh, yeah. tackle. But you need you, those. Defense, I mean, you need the defensive linemen though. Like you get two four star studs in this, and Wisconsin's looking at a top twenty class. Yeah, I, I doubt that's happening. But yeah, um, Ryan Eller is going back to Lafayette, but he's bigger and stronger than Herbo. I agree. He's he's a solid two twenty five mm-hmm. coming out of high school right now. Yeah, uh, I think what was uh, I think Herbig was like two fifteen, right? He was smaller. He was under 220. He was, def- he was definitely smart, especially coming out of high school. Jeff Adams says, big get. Can't wait for the season. Let's party in West Lafayette. Jeff, I got your message. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to respond to it yet, but let's go, my friend. Let's do it. Marty Griffin, a great friend of the show, said another great commitment video, too. I got to think the encourage- coaches encourage that. So that's an interesting point from Marty. Um, this step is much more in tune with social media marketing. If anyone saw Lafayette's recruitment video where he's out on the boat, he's pushing people <laughs> off with that have the opposing hats on. It's great. Oh, um, this is coming off. You need show. to watch that if you haven't. It's great. And it's great <laughs> marketing for the university. Mm-hmm. That's the type of thing that trends. Like people mm-hmm. see a commit doing that. The same with that. The, the Agard thing happened or a guard thing happened where we saw it where it blew up all over the place. People were it was being retweeted and sent all over the place. And that's great for the the school. It's great for the team. People see it and know that, you know, if you go to Wisconsin, you're going to have fun. And that's a big deal. Like suddenly a kid that wouldn't necessarily normally take a look at Wisconsin now is like, all right, I'll talk to him. Mm -hmm. See where it goes from there. Like kids like flashy. I've talked about this before. People hate PJ Fleck. I get it. I'm not a PJ Fleck fan. Like I find him a bit like car sales, meaning like a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but people need to realize we're not the target audience for PJ Fleck either. It's I wasn't when I was 18 either. No, but some (laughs) some kids are though, is my point. No, you're not wrong. I and he can sell it. And this is marketing. Marketing is important. Bo Dragon says, was there even a recruiting podcast before Fickle? We were here, Bo. <laughs> we were it was just a camp. lot slower. <laughs> and it was <laughs> normally revolved around offensive <laughs> linemen. <laughs> Listen, we weren't firing cannons. We had yeah. maybe a 22. We were firing a little. The <laughs> <Pop> gun. Gun. <laughs> but we were here. We were absolutely <laughs> here. Um, Bo Dragon also says, Hawaiian kids rarely get in trouble, play with passion. I would, yeah. <laughs> I won't let's, say let's anything. Just, but, let's let's let that one go, Ryan. Let yeah. that one go. <laughs> um, it is great to have Bo on as always. Uh, let's keep going here. Rio C says, "What's up, guys? What's up, Rio?" Um, let's see a bunch of some a bunch of comments. I know we had one from um, Kathleen again asking about the downgrade of the of the players. Um, it's it's tough. I, it's it's tough when you have multiple recruiting services who, by the way, camps play a part in this too. Like Rivals has its own set of camps, so they're seeing kids who come to those camps, but other recruiting services aren't. That's a factor. It's also every single one of these services is doing their updates at different times, so it's you have no clue like how long some of these. Like this is why the the on three ones bug me, because a lot of the ones that are on two four seven haven't been touched in months. So when you have it, it's like okay. Well, you guys are just chucking one in there. Like somebody could have gone out there. Like when when I look at Kyan Barry Johnson, it's like if you give him the same score that two four seven has, and I don't know if they have or not. But if I looked at that and that's what he had for a score, I'd be like, you clearly have not watched anything in the last three months on the guy. Like he's blown up. Even two four seven admits they need to update that score. It just hasn't happened yet. Allen said he was very high on him. He's a guy that he thinks is going to rise. He didn't say four star. But he's he's, a, he's a, said he's a guy that he thinks is going to rise. So yeah. I hate seeing it. I hate seeing another Mabry pickup where it's where it's the same score for him, and it's like you're nuts. There are not 49 other quarterbacks that are better than this no. guy. 
No, I agree with that. There are probably aren't 25 that are better than him. There's a – I didn't even see this. So I was catching up on the chat. By the way, I'm looking at the chat now. Apparently an Ohio State fan is in here. Therese Armistead, Wisconsin, has beat Ohio State since 2000. How hard is it to be an Ohio State fan? Like, go away. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, it, it's it, – you're like, yeah. golly. Like, you get every recruit you want. You have a million-dollar payroll, and you can't beat Michigan now. How's that feel? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that no, no kidding. I that. Like, go be, go try to beat Michigan because Harbaugh's your dad. They're such front runners. Like, seriously. Like <laughs> – I guarantee you, if Ohio State has a two-year downward trend, Therese is out fishing on Saturdays. Yeah. If you can, you, and you should be in Wisconsin doing that, by the way, because you're not going fishing in that junkyard of a state of Ohio. So go away. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you don't come into this chat talking nonsense as an Ohio State fan for Pete's sake. It's like yeah. it's like talking about your landscaping if when you have a landscape company coming in and you're talking down to a guy out there doing the gardening. Like you're not doing any work. You're not. Therese, doing any how's your thing. how's your place kicker doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, unbelievable! Ohio State fan coming in here. Get out of here. You got your own locked on show. Um. Anyway, we're at 32 minutes, man. There's so many comments we didn't get to, but uh, a ton of great stuff in here. I do want to just finish off by saying thank you. We got 230 people watching, which is incredible. It's a, it's a statement to like just this community we're building. And if you're an everydayer, you're you're here for my homeless stories. You're here for. <laughs> Me trying to find people to watch games with in Connecticut. Uh, you'll be here eventually. Yeah, if you had the bird dogs, that probably would have worked out. <laughs> yeah, you'll be here for my carjacking story. That's coming up on an ad read at some point. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. This is a huge get. We got a bunch more coming up. If you're in every day or we got Brian coming on tomorrow, he's going to break down Lafayette, Dupree. Uh, he's going to break down all of our recent commits. So you know you're going to love that show. We got you a bunch need to get more me on a show with him, by the way. I, I need to chop it up with Brian. You two are two alike. <laughs> Be no... We'll just sit there and be like, you're right, buddy. All right, keep right. going. <laughs> you two are two alike. Um, but no, that'd be fun too, man. And if uh, we got another, I'm trying to think, we have a couple more really interesting shows coming up this week too. So for the everydayers, really do appreciate it. You guys are amazing. And uh, yeah, Gold Digger 65 says, thanks guys, great show. Adam Otto says, smash the like button. No, I really do appreciate it. Um, and that's it on Wisconsin. And let's let's talk tomorrow.